Uncovering the reality of the learning to trade journey can be tricky in an industry filled with many myths and misconceptions. The aim of this podcast is to generate clarity over this journey through documenting the challenges and the solutions I personally experience as I move through the process from novice to consistently profitable trader. Everyone's training journey is unique, yet if a shared tip or trick in this podcast can shave even 1% off of your learning curve, then that will be a job well done. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of the Trading Journey podcast. So I've basically decided to do two episodes a week. Um, Someone said, you know, it would be great if you did more than one a week. And I just thought at the end of the day, I have the time to do it. It's quite an enjoyable break for my back testing. So why not? Now, as a quick disclaimer slash random comment, I just baked brownies before I'm doing this. And I literally like scoffed like half of them. So I'm having like a weird sugar high slash energy crash. So if my voice sounds all weird, that's why. Because I feel like it sounds weird, like I'm speaking really slowly or something. Anyway, I'm going to put extra energy into this to make it not sound weird. So this week's episode is about rushing. And rushing has a special place in my heart because it is what cost me three months of time at the beginning of my journey. Um, and when I say it cost me three months of time, I don't really want to look back on it and I don't look back on it in a negative sense because it's where I had so many, it's where I kind of learned the most, I think, about myself and about the approach I was taking to trading. It's where I made significant adjustments in my mindset and with how I was kind of going about my journey. Um, one sec, just need some water. I should really pause it if I need to do that. Um, so it's not really, you know, a negative thing, but I'm glad it also happened because now it's going to allow me to speak from it, from my own experience and hopefully save people that time at the beginning because it is such a common mistake. Like literally in about 95% of someone's second accountability session on the tier one trading platform, 95% of people say, I need to go back because I rushed and There's several things to mention here. The first one I'm gonna talk about is why it happens, because I think it's kind of unconscious rushing, you don't even realize you're doing it. I'm gonna then talk about ways to combat it and ways to realize that you were doing it. So in terms of why it happens, for me, the reason it happened was firstly, because I had a lack of direction in the approach I was taking to my trading. Um, generally speaking, I was playing it by ear. And whilst I believe you do have to do that somewhat, you know, you kind of do have to go off of, do you feel confident to move forward to the next stage? I also think that, you know, you can minimize the extent to which that's kind of quite subjective in whether you should move on or not. And the reason I think that at the beginning, that it would have been beneficial to me for that to be quite strict, is that I so badly wanted to get onto the strategies that I just didn't realise the importance of the foundation. Because at the end of the day, my mindset was, what I'm going to be doing in trading is I'm going to be applying a strategy to live markets, right? I'm going. To, that's what I'm going to be doing. So it makes sense to spend most of my time on the strategy. And 
the reason therefore that that kind of made me rush that mindset is because in anything I was doing in the back of my mind I was thinking come on we want to go into the strategies we want to go into the strategies so I would you know briefly watch a video one or two times I would draw out a couple of examples and then I'll just move on to the next one and I kind of do think that in the back of my mind I must have known that I was rushing because you know how could I not think that I was rushing but I just didn't think it was going to be that costly. I kind of thought, well, I'm rushing a bit now, but, you know, all the grey areas will come out when I'm applying my strategy and I'll be able to fix it all then. Little did I know, when I then came to picking a strategy, I went with the easiest one I could find because probably about 95% of them um, just went over my head, again, because I hadn't done the foundation properly. So I picked the easiest one I could find and I started backtesting it and everything just came out. So, you know, I was questioning whether I was drawing a kill zone correctly. I didn't know whether I was drawing a trend the right way. You know, it was very inconsistent and I couldn't apply these concepts to the real live markets um, in a bunch of different scenarios because at the end of the day, when you're drawing out perfect examples, um, that's just like, I don't know, it doesn't happen majority of the time. So when I found myself in those trickier situations, um, I really kind of didn't know what to do. And it was only then, I think it was a week before my accountability session, I thought, oh, for goodness sake, I'm gonna have to start over again. And then when I had my accountability session and spoke to Jason, I was like, yes, that is definitely what I'm gonna do. Um, so the first issue was that, that I was basing me moving on on how I felt in the back of my mind. I wanted to get into strategies because that's where I thought all the learning comes and essentially just playing it by ear. The second key issue is that anything I had done up until that point in my life, so exams or getting a decent job, was based on me memorizing something and being able to regurgitate it. For example, at university, most people know this, what do you do? You read a bunch of stuff, you write a couple of practice essays, and then one comes up in an exam and you essentially just regurgitate it and twist it to the question that you're given. That's what I did anyway. And it worked well. So my mindset again with learning to trade was I need to spend 90% of my time memorizing what this concept is. So for example, to define a trend, I need a three point move. This is what a three point move is. And I would spend 90% of my time basically memorizing those facts. And then I'll spend 10% of my time actually finding examples or drawing out perfect examples. Now, in my opinion, how you split your time between those two things determines whether you rush or not. And that's what the case was for me. Because when I approached things in a way which actually allowed me to build a solid foundation and allowed me to kind of not rush what I was doing, I was doing it the other way around. I was spending 10% of my time understanding the concept enough to, you know, know what I was doing when I was applying it. Um, and the rest of the time, so the other 90%, actually looking for real life examples. Because once you've kind of drilled the concept down into a very basic format, then in my opinion, all your time should be spent actually applying it. Um, so yeah, I think that's key in kind of whether you rush or not, is how you split your time between those things. The next thing was how you measure your progress. So are you measuring your progress based on what you can 
successfully narrate as opposed to what you're actually practicing or are you measuring it based on time scales for example so again another issue for me was that I was basing everything off of I want to finish this by the end of the day and if I finish that by the end of the day even if I rush it then that's a win because I've met it I've finished it in the time scale that I want to and again in my opinion that's just completely backwards um I think in terms of deadlines, number one, they should be realistic. A day to successfully learn and be able to apply a concept, for me personally, is just completely unrealistic. I need about a week for each. Um, and that's with me learning full time. Obviously, everyone's different. At the end of the day, if you've got like a photographic memory or you're just like really, really quick to learn stuff, it probably will be shorter. Or if you just take longer to learn things, then it might be a bit extra. Um, but generally speaking, it should kind of be the other way around so that you have, number one, a realistic deadline. But even with that realistic deadline, in my personal opinion, you still need to remain flexible with it. So for example, let's say on Monday, I start with candlestick stories. A couple things could come up during the week where then I kind of don't really have enough time um, to spend on my education for trading. Therefore, I might not spend enough time on it when it gets to Sunday if you aren't moving on, don't feel like that's, you know, a massive loss, if anything, you know, I think it's amazing if someone says, you know what, I need to continue this for a couple more days, so be it, and that's what I've had to do with everything, to be honest, everything's kind of taken longer than I initially anticipated, and at this point in time, I'm just like, cool, because if you're actually working your ass off, like, and if you're procrastinating and everything's just taking you ages, then that's just a different story. But if you're genuinely working all the time and, you know, retrying your best and it does just take longer, then that's just at the end of the day the way it is. You can't really, like, um, I don't know, like, I just don't think you can have really hard deadlines where if you're not at the point you want to be by that time, you shouldn't just move on anyway. You should just acknowledge the fact you need to spend more time on it and just kind of do it, like, just suck it up. Because... In a year, you're not going to remember the fact that you spent an extra week on, you know, learning how to draw a trend. But let me tell you, in a year, if you're live trading and you didn't spend that extra week on how to draw a trend and now you actually can't apply it to live markets and you've actually got real money at risk, you are going to remember that. So, you know, in my opinion, it's just like, what will the what will my future self actually thank me for? And that is just spending a bit extra time on these things and just kind of sucking it up as much as it sucks at the time. It's kind of just reality at the end of the day. So you kind of just have to get on with it. Um, so that was another key issue when it came to rushing. Now, in terms of ways to realise you're doing it slash ways to combat it, what I did is I created tests for myself. And when I'm talking about tests, yes, some of them were... For example, um, I created a list of questions over like two pages and I'd say, what do you need for a um, confirmed trend? And I'd have to write it out. Now, some were like that because yes, that is important. However, I also had um, points where I'd say, okay, find 10 examples on five different charts of a high momentum um, candle. And I'd have to do that. Or, you know, load up five years of data on three different pairs and um, draw a trend line like consistently throughout those five years and label all your ebbs and flows. 
And that for me was a way to kind of actually base my progress and me moving on, on something that was external to my feeling. And because I I just had to separate it because it was kind of like, if I was basing it on how I felt, I was gonna rush again. Whereas basing it on something external that's a bit more objective, I was like, okay, that's actual kind of like proof that I should move on because clearly I understand it. I've proved it to myself. Um, So that's what I did. Another thing I did, um, for example, with candlestick stories, I created um, almost every single type of candlestick there is out there, within reason, obviously generic forms. And I wrote out the candlestick story for every single one. So doing, I really learned from doing like practical tasks like that, where, you know, you're constantly having to apply it. And obviously in trading, you know, that's an important thing to do anyway. So those are a couple of things that helped um, helped me. Now... The other thing that I did um, in terms of moving on was something that Akil Stokes, so one of the coaches at Tier 1 Trading, he said this to me, it was in one of the Q&As actually, Um, I actually might insert the audio if I can find it. And at the end of the day, right, you can't stay on the same same section of the course forever, you're going to waste time, can't get time back, right? At the end of the day, at some point, you have to hop into that car and drive. You can't let that fear of needing to know everything precisely, correctly, 100% stop you. You have to have confidence in yourself and say, okay, I, I do understand this concept. I'm going to give it a try. I'm going to move on to the next section. And guess what? If you find out that maybe you don't know it as well as you thought you, know it, uh, thought you did, you can always just go back. Courses are there. They don't. They don't. They don't disappear, right? You can always just go back and, and rewatch it again. But it's just like taking that leap of faith to become an entrepreneur, to become a business owner. The, the same leap of faith you, you guys took to join the courses in the first place, the program in the first place, right? Sometimes you just have to take action. You take massive action. You do it. So what he was essentially saying is move on to the next because I was so worried about moving on too quickly again because the first time I wasted so much of my time I really really didn't want to do that again so I was kind of lingering in the foundation when I was kind of ready to move on to the strategies anyway I said this to him I was like I'm really concerned about moving on because I don't want to rush again what do you think and he was like at the end of the day the only way to know is to move on to strategies And if you find it too much and you struggle with parts of it, then you kind of, that will highlight the areas that you're weaker on in your foundation and you'll know what you need to go back to. Um, So that's what I did. And just as a brief comparison, when I did rush the first time, when I came to strategies, as I said before, um, I really struggled with understanding the majority of them for example, with advanced patterns, I just skipped over it because I was like, this is too complicated. Whereas when I didn't rush and I had built a solid foundation, when I came to looking at advanced patterns, um, they made perfect sense to me. You know, it was just, it ran so smoothly into it from my foundation. Um, I decided not to go with that just because it didn't appeal to me. But if I wanted to pick it, um, I know I would have been comfortable doing that. Whereas first time round, no way, they were too complicated. I had no idea what they were talking about. So yeah, I think moving on and being honest with yourself as to whether you're actually confident in what you're doing or not. 
um, is another way to kind of determine whether or not you've rushed. So overall, I hope that's kind of summarised the issue of rushing, how common it is, um, and a couple of things you can do to kind of avoid it happening or identify whether you're doing it. Because at the end of the day, you know, we're all on this journey, our journeys are all different. And at the beginning, you are just like finding your feet and, you know, looking for things to kind of help you along the way. Um, And I just want to leave you with this because I've found this out as I've gone through that actually what seems like the longest route is really the shortest route on a long term basis. Because at the end of the day, you can fool yourself into thinking that you don't need to take a step back that you don't need to revisit the last thing you were looking at, but in reality, you're actually just lengthening the time of not meeting your goals and really delaying your progress. You know, you're not actually basing it in reality, you're just kind of fooling yourself. And some people do this for years and years, um, and it really is just a waste of your time and everyone else's. So I hope this has provided a bit of clarity for you. And as I said, this was a key, key, key part of my journey and it's something I always talk about now because it had such a significant impact on me. Hey guys, so the audio cut out at the end. I just wanted to say thanks for listening. Um, and if you want to give me any feedback, then either rate and review it on whichever platform you're listening to this on, or feel free to DM me on Instagram. My handle is at Naomi G Slight.